What's up, everybody? This is Edgar Martin from the Q&E Podcast, just bringing you this message that today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. It could be sports, entertainment, or anything else that you feel people might want to listen to. Once again, that's podgo.co, P-O-D-G-O dot C-O, Podgo. Missed them both. The final heave from midcourt and beyond, and Nigeria has upset the United States in an exhibition game, 90-87. to And for that national team, that is the biggest win in the country's history of the year. You are now listening to the Q&E Podcast. Is this what you want? What's up, everybody? You are listening to the Q&E Podcast, and you are here with your boy Q Hicks right now. And I got Edgar on the other line. Edgar, tell the people what's good. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Q&E Podcast. We got a lot coming for y'all today. Quincy just showed us the Team USA clip, man. Team USA ain't looking like how they usually look for us, so we got to <laughs> dive into that. Hey, man, Giannis, Giannis trying to make a claim for best player in the league. Popeyes, I hope y'all niggas don't act crazy about this Popeyes shit again. We we got a lot to talk about today, man. We got a lot to talk about. Pop, are they releasing a new sandwich? Is that what you were saying? Chicken nuggets. Niggas ain't gonna go crazy over chicken nuggets, bro. <laughs> I, I, I don't think that's that. I don't think that's the same, bro. Chicken nuggets, bro. I can understand. I can understand the chicken sandwich way, but chicken nuggets, nah, bro. Nah. We've never seen Popeyes chicken nuggets, bro. And I seen the comments, niggas might have to ask about these nuggets, like how they did about that sandwich. I'm telling you right bro, you now. Know, you know why niggas was going crazy over the chicken sandwich? I think it was because we had no chicken sandwich king. Like chicken, uh, Chick-fil-A had like the, the reputation of having the best chicken sandwich, but nobody really knew who had the best chicken sandwich. So when damn Popeyes came out with their chicken sandwich, it was like, oh, these niggas got the best. And then everybody else started coming out with their chicken sandwiches. But I think but we mostly we really... have a consensus over chicken nuggets. McDonald's has the best, the best nuggets. nuggets. McDonald's nah, has the best chicken no nuggets. No, 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 they used to. Bro, they used to. McDonald's. No, they used to. I give you Wendy's. If you say Wendy's, I might not argue that. But McDonald's, McDonald's used to have the best but chicken it, nuggets. Not it no depends. More. See the thing about McDonald's, even though y'all might say McDonald's dropped off or whatever, McDonald's is consistent. Wendy's sometimes the the nuggets be fire, sometimes they should be trash. What am I getting with Wendy's? I don't know. <laughs> so that's why I say I, sometimes the, they can be the king, but sometimes it, it goes back and forth. The spicy nuggets from Wendy's are like top three nuggets of all time. Period. Chick Fil A mm. has the best nuggets. Wendy's number two. Thank you, Larry. Thank you, bro. Chick Fil A and Wendy's too much are up credit, there, bro. bro. What? See, still going to, hold on, hold on. Y'all oh still going to Chick Fil A? Y'all still going to I don't go often, but just because I don't go, that don't mean I don't respect their chicken still. Like, nah, what? Nigga, we don't respect Chick-fil-A, all their nuggets, all their chicken sandwiches. I ain't been to Chick-fil-A in over two years. Nah, them niggas want to hang me from a uh, from a tree. I'm not going to their establishment. Uh, let's move <laughs> on. All right, bro, what you want to dive into first, bro? We can dive into the NBA Finals. Fuck it. Let's dive into yeah. it. Yeah, uh, let's we on... the I've been I've been hearing a lot of Giannis might be best player in the world. I don't, I don't know. Dive into it. Dive into it. 
I will give so much respect to Giannis if he is able to win this final series, but I will not crown him best player in the world still. I still feel like that title has been, I feel like that mantle has been taken by Kevin Durant now, and it is still Kevin Durant, even though he is not in the finals. If Giannis will get into two wide Wednesday with this, but if Giannis pulls through and he gets this finals dub, whether he does or doesn't, I feel like he will get finals MVP just because He's playing lights out every game. It's just the surrounding cast of what we do and don't know, like, who's going to, like, show up or not. So uh, I feel Giannis is definitely playing a historical finals, but I I can't label him the best player in the league right now. I can't. Whether they win it or not, I can't give him that title. And who who has been saying this? Like, this has really been coming out of the field. People on talk shows. People on talk shows have been going crazy this week. Uh, Nick mm. Wright and and uh, Max Kellerman and Colin Coward. You sent you sent me some like, shit about you sent me about some, some, some shit some shit by Nick Wright. And I was like, bro, Nick Wright just trying to get a headline, right? He know damn well he don't feel that way, bro. He know damn he well he don't that feel shit. that way. Hey, Colin was off for like a day or two, and Nick Wright. That's what I'm saying. saying. Whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> Talk about that's what I'm the, saying. Because he he wasn't wrong in the sense of ever since the modern NBA has graced us like we've only had a handful of players have the title of best player in the world and have held it for a certain amount of time like there's only a few players you can count on your hands and say yeah they ran the nba for this amount of time i don't think Giannis is ever gonna get that title just because of the competition around him that has already but had that title bestowed upon them and might already cut be cutting him next in line for that title. Will Giannis always be a top five player in the league? Most definitely. But to say he'll be the best player in the league, I don't know. Giannis, I have to go to the finals like two, three years in a row to show me that he could be the best player in the league. And I don't even look at best player in the league like that, bro. I just look at it from a skill perspective. Yes, he has been one of the most dominating presences in this playoffs. And I said it on Twitter the other day. I have gained so much respect for Giannis. Like coming into the playoffs, I was questioning if he was top 10. And seeing this man's heart, the man's toughness, and he has improved over the years. Like, even though he doesn't have the bag, he is still dominating in ways that other people cannot dominate. And he's still playing on a hurt leg. And people aren't even thinking about this shit because he's playing like a freak still. But we have to think he just had a hyperextended knee not even two weeks ago, and he's still playing like this. So much respect game for Giannis, but I look at skills when I look at best player. Even though he's a freak, I can't say from a skill perspective that he's the best player. I still got to put Braun above him. Still got to put KD above him. And I'm, I'm, I still got to put Kawhi above you too. And I got to put Steph. Even though Steph it does, isn't the defensive presence like a, a Giannis is, I still got to put Steph because of his impact on the offensive side of the ball, bro. So those four players will always be above Giannis for me. Then at five, six, seven, we can start talking. But I still have Harden above him as well. It's still people that I would put above Giannis. Even though he's having this crazy run that he's on right now, it's still people that I will put above him. I'm not going to let this that, that, overshadow or blind me at all. That's what I'm saying because it's like I, I've gained a lot of respect for him too. Like I said, with Giannis and not even just Giannis by himself, but just the Bucks in general, I look at that team like we I don't care what you do until it's playoff time. Like, because we know y'all been getting kicked out of the playoffs for like multiple years now. So until y'all get this far, like they have now into the finals or possibly winning the finals, like 
my respect wasn't there like how it is now. I have a bigger, um, much more respect for Giannis. But I, but I can't, I can't I say for the had. whole team, though. I can't say for the whole team. For Giannis, because I say that for Giannis because he has been so consistent. There has been times in the playoffs before that he was inconsistent. Some games you're going to get that dominant Giannis. Sometimes he's just going to float around, and you're just going to notice him on the defensive end. But he's being impactful on both sides at all times. But people like Chris Middleton, I still question. I, I still don't respect that nigga like that. And Drew Holiday <laughs> is really hit or miss. Like, bro, before that game three where that nigga was going crazy, niggas was comparing him to Eric Bledsoe. I'm like, this nigga is an overpaid Eric Bledsoe. If you look at his stats, like his, his points – his uh his assist, his shooting percentages, splits, like all of those were compared to Eric Bledsoe. And that's what you were trying to get away from if you're the Bucks. And you basically got this nigga and paid him a whole bunch of money. But he showed up in game three. But those two players I still question. So the whole Bucks team, I can't say. But Giannis, I will give the flowers to him. Chris Middleton still up and down. Even in this finals, what has made you say that, man, Chris, Chris Middleton's that guy? Because still I look at him and just like, you're not as good as I feel like you should be with your skill set. I would admit he has a good skill set, but why are you not on this level all the time? It's just the consistency. Granted, consistency is a very big key, but it's consistency with Chris Middleton and with Drew Holiday. I recency science, recency bias always blinds. Like it always blinds. I I agree. Recency bias is good for the fact that we've gained more respect for him now because it could be worse. We could still just say we don't respect Giannis. So recency bias in that way is a good thing, but recency bias around the whole Bucks team, I can see how that could sway a lot of opinions and just have people in the blind. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. And it was something else I was about to say on that. that, that, that. And let's, let's flip over to the Suns while we add it because the Suns – are in a position where you really don't want to be because they're still up in this series. But I feel like the Bucks are gaining a lot of momentum and they figured a lot of game things out in game three. So how are you feeling about the Suns' chances at this point? Are you still confident that they will win in six? Or do you feel like it was swaying the other direction? I'm confident that the Suns will definitely still win. I still don't see it going to game seven. It shouldn't. Um, I, I really don't see any reason why it should. I feel like the the only job that the Suns have right now is to close, like just close. You got one more game until an elimination until elimination game start. You got one more game to win until you get to that point. So right now, I still feel like it could be over in five if Phoenix, uh, because what they got one more game in Milwaukee and then they go back to Phoenix. So I feel like this can definitely boost their momentum if they get this away dub. So I feel like if they get this away dub. It'll it'll be it'll be a piece of cake once. Let me ask you this. Let me let me ask you this though, because I want to talk about Devin Booker, and I want to talk about Stephen A. as well, because I feel like ever since Stephen A. told or said that Devin Booker was the next Kawhi, not Kawhi, but the next Kobe Bryant, he hasn't been playing the same. I think he ended up saying it at the beginning of the second round when they were playing the Nuggets. They ended up sweeping the Nuggets, but the last two series, I don't feel like we have been seeing that high level Devin Booker that we're used to. Like in that Clippers series, Pat Bev clamped him for the most part. In the first two games of this series, like he was dominant. But in game three, you only had 10 points. It's like, where are you? Do you feel like the comparisons to great players like Kobe Bryant are weighing on him at all? Because ever since that comment, I feel like that we're not getting that high level consistent, cons uh, consistent book that we're used to. I don't even think it's the Kobe comparisons or anything like that. I think it's just the fact that Chris Paul is the leader of this team. And I don't even want to just say it's hype anymore. It's actually 
like they're rallying behind Chris Paul so much that Booker is probably just taking that back seat of a. Hey, if I need to get hot, I will. But that's the problem, to, though. But I, that's the that's, that's a problem. That's what I'm saying. That's a he problem. needs to come out there. He needs to come out there and like I don't give a damn what anybody else is doing. I don't care if Chris Paul got thirty. I don't care if Aiton got twenty five. I'm getting forty to fifty every night that's if I got I, to. That's the and mentality. He's not playing he like that to, anymore. That's the mentality he has to have on every night. And I feel like he really defers to Chris Paul so much where he can get lost in the game. And I feel like that's how it was in game. The end of game two, I think Book had like 30 going into like the, the back end of the fourth quarter. And he didn't touch the ball at any time during the back end of the fourth. It's just like he was the hottest player on the court. Chris Paul, why are you not getting your best player of the ball? And then in game three, he's not really getting loose like that. It's like, why are you not getting your best player of the ball? Especially in a situation where you need him to consistently get buckets. Chris Paul, I know that you, everybody says that you're the most valuable, but you have to build up your best player if you want to win this series. The first two uh, playoff games or the first two finals games, that's why you won because Devin Booker had 27 and 31. You lose by 20 because your best player has 10 points. You have to involve him. The catalyst cannot be Chris Paul. It has to be Devin Booker. If they want to win a championship, he has to play well. He has to play like he's the best player or second best player on that court at all times that they want to win. It can't be Chris Paul, bro. I understand he had that crazy game one. We, everybody went hype. But Devin Booker has to be a top two player on that court if they want to win this series. That's just flat out. He has to play like that. I don't know if it's the comparisons or what, but he has to play like a top two player on the court at all times. And I feel like he will now. I feel like that game through was big for him. I agree because everybody's pointing out the fact that they they basically lost because he only had 10 points, you know. So I feel like they're going to go back to the locker room now. They're just going to touch on every point of offense that they need because defensively I feel like they can – obviously uh keep the bucks well managed um but i i just feel unless booker goes for tries to at least go for 30 a night unless they do that they're, they're not gonna win like so i i feel they need to put their foot on the bucks net and just really try and get this away dub in this uh in this away game in milwaukee before they go back home and what what adjustment wise needs to change for the the sons in your opinion for them to to slow down Giannis and the bucks as well because they it felt, it felt like the Bucs really did whatever they wanted to in game three. So what do you think has to change in game four and the rest of the series? You got to stop Giannis. If you can stop Giannis, you can beat the Bucs. Like, and they just, That's they easier said than done, bro. That's easier said than but, done. But we've seen throughout, this, throughout these playoffs, if you keep him on the perimeter, he's not that huge of a threat you have to make somebody else beat you the inconsistency of chris hey. middleton and drew holiday mm-hmm. you have to put that to the test completely brooke lopez the way they still just have him in all these lineups like these starting lineups and keeping him in all these minutes force <laughs> him to be the reason why y'all lose i don't care if y'all gotta i don't i don't i don't care what kind of defensive scheme you gotta do i don't care if you gotta double Giannis at the perimeter every single time and just leave somebody in the corner open if that's the way you lose let that be the way you lose but if you're letting Giannis be at the top of the key and just drive through your zone, like it, it's not going to work because you're not going to get that call nine times out of ten. He's going to get that call and still go to the free throw line and take ten seconds to shoot a damn free throw. It's going to happen and if I, he gets to the basket. And I think that's what's changing. Giannis is posting up way more than before. I don't know who spoke to him or got in his ear, but he's posting up way more. He looks like a different animal. He's touching the paint a lot of the time. So it's like – you can't say you put Giannis at the perimeter because mentally 
That's the only thing that was holding Giannis back. Why is he at the perimeter? But mentally, now he's in the post. He's killing Jay Crowder. He's killing Bridges. He's killing whoever you put on him in the post. And he's continuously going to that matchup and to that spot on the court. So if he continues to do that, it's not a lot that you can do because he's one of the most dominant when he's down there. Because mentally is the only thing that's fucking up Giannis. If he stays in the post the whole time, it's not much you can do, bro. Because one-on-one, you're nobody stopping Nobody's stopping in one-on-one, and I think that's what's changed for Giannis. I don't even think it's a coaching change that changed in game three. I think mentally Giannis just locked in and said, I'm going at Aiton. I'm going at Crowder. Yeah. I'm going at anybody in the post, and you're not going to stop me. And hitting the free throws also helps, too. You know, I'm being at home, not getting this, the the the, the clock, uh, shot clock or uh, whatever, when everybody start counting in the crowd, not getting that treatment also helped the free throws as well. But I think nobody can stop him down there. So continue to do that, Giannis. Like that will continue to work for him, bro. And and black black, I totally agree with you. Like I just said, make Chris Middleton beat you consistently. Chris Middleton, I, I love Chris Middleton, but he's been very inconsistent the last two Ass. series. So, man, I ain't Ass. gonna let y'all say all that. I let, I let y'all bro, say what, that. What did I say? Hey, what did I say though? I, I told you, what? I'm dying on this hill. I'm dying on this Chris Middleton. I'm dying on the ass hill too. That sounds kind of weird. Let me tell you that. Let me tell you that. Let me tell you that. But I'm a dying on this hill as well, bro. I'm dying on this hill, bro. Chris Middleton, one game he gonna look like Michael Jordan. He gonna drop 30, 40 points, and then the next three games, this nigga gonna drop 15 to 16. It's just like. Where is this player that we were just questioning last week? Is he the best player on the Bucks? Where is that? You look like somebody in game one and you disappeared in the last two games. Where are you? And that's why I say I can't say that he's a star or he's that guy because he can he's too inconsistent. Ass. But this is why this is why I said, like I said this about what two weeks ago now. Can you be the number two player and also be the X factor? I feel like Chris Middleton is the perfect example of that. Because if Chris Middleton has one of those Michael Jordan nights where he's like 30, 40 points, and you got Giannis getting his automatic 30 to 40, maybe 50-point game, like you, you're not beating that for the most part. But then you have nights like, like you said, 15, 16 points, and maybe like two, three assists, and Chris Middleton, you're like, where the hell is he? That, that results in the losses that we've seen in the first two games. So Chris Middleton, I believe, is the true definition of being the X factor while being the second best player. You can't you can't depend on somebody who's inconsistent. That's why I feel like something else has to change. Maybe you have to rely on somebody else, another X factor. Maybe somebody like a Bobby Portis will have to step up big for you because you cannot depend on somebody who's inconsistent. Like you just can't because Drew Holiday is inconsistent as well. But they're hit or miss. Some games they're gonna give you 20, 30, and the next day they're gonna give you 10 to 15. Like you don't know. So you can't rely on them, but you gotta rely on the big performances from players like Bobby Portis or from Connaughton. Because they also showed up big in game three as well. So if that carries over, I feel like that that treads well for the Bucks. But I don't think you can depend on somebody who you don't know what you're gonna get from on any given night. That's too, that's too all over the place. But let's end up moving on, bro. Team USA. Are they even gonna win gold this year? Are they gonna bring it home? This shit crazy, bro. They have played US Team USA men's basketball has already played three exhibition games. They won last night's game, but they lost Mm -hmm. to Nigeria in their first uh, exhibition game, and then they lost to Australia. Patty Mills was cooking Kevin Durant. I've never seen that before. The Olympic Patty Mills. I've seen him (laughs) playing the Olympics before, but the way he was looking at Kevin Durant. Oh, my God. That was scary. He was going at KD. He was giving the whole team a bucket. <laughs> but this shit was crazy when I was seeing hey, it the other night, bro. 
Did you see, Um, I don't know if it was like an actual news story or not, or if it was just a tweet, but I seen people saying that the refs in these uh, Olympic games, they're not like the NBA refs. They're not calling all these, oh, I tapped your wrist, so you automatically go to the free throw line. Like, they're not calling all those type of fouls. So I wonder if that's really getting to Bradley Beal and to uh, KD and to all these other stars that are used to getting these calls. This is why I said in the NBA, we have to stop doing that. Yes, I know it's the smart way to play because you're trying to get your team to win, but now you're in a situation where, nah, you ain't getting them calls over here. You're going to have to fight for your points for real. So now the players are kind of seeing like, oh, shit, I'm not getting the same calls. I'm glad this actually happening because it's forcing them to play for real. Yeah, so I think it's just an adjustment period for a lot of players right now. I feel like the players like KD, they're kind of used to it, uh, Draymond's. But I feel like it's a lot of new players on this Olympic team right now. Uh, Levine, Bill. I agree with D. I agree with D. They they just, uh, yeah. Yeah, but it's a lot of new players. It's uh, You got Bill, you got Levine, you got Tatum. They're all new to this USA system. You got a new coach and pop. Everything is new for Team USA. So I feel like they have to get used to playing together. But they're giving me signs of a 2004 Olympic squad where it was a lot of scoring, but they had no true point guard on the floor. And that was the downfall of Team USA in 04. They had Allen Iverson, D-Wade, Carmelo, Bron. They had all of those players on the same team. But one, they couldn't shoot, make shots consistently back in 2004, and they didn't have a real point guard. And I feel like that's going to be a downfall with this team as well because you just have straight scorers. Like, you don't have that Jason Kidd like you had in 08. You don't have that Chris Paul. You don't have those other point guards that you need to facilitate the offense. Everybody just trying to get a bucket. Or everybody just trying to get the ball to KD or say, get out of the way. Or give it to Dame and say, get out of the way. There's no real flow to the offense. And I feel like that's the downfall of the team right now. Yes, they have to get used to each other. But you're not going to have that much time before you're over in Tokyo playing a a legit game in the Olympics. So this has to come together quick. Am I worried that they're not going to win? Yes, because I feel like other teams have better chemistry than them. Yes, we have the talent, but chemistry overtakes talent, bro, especially when you've been together for however long these uh, these Lithuanias and these uh, Argentinas been together, Australias. I am worried because they have chemistry and we don't, and I'm giving getting 2004 vibes even though we have the talent. And- and the talent is rising. I said this to Easy and Dequez and um, Rome and all them when I was at the house with them the other day. The talent around the world is rising now. It's not like everybody else is just trash still in the USA. It's just amazing. So the talent has risen to a certain extent, and the chemistry is there. Yeah. What do you say? Majority of I'm hey, crying. you go, hey, Black, you going to blame Lloyd Pierce for this? The assistant coach going to get the blame, dog. The assistant coach going to get the blame for these ass. That's hilarious. I've seen other people tweet that, too. I see other people. T- I've, been, I've been seeing a lot of people talk about Pop. They was like, bro, Pop without Tim yeah. Duncan? That nigga ain't the same, bro. I've seen a lot and, of people talk shit about Pop. And from what boy. we've seen since then, can you blame them? Can you blame them for saying that? Because since Tim Duncan, uh, he hasn't really been doing that crazy. I, I still look at Pop been, like he's a GOAT. He up there. They've been still making, um, from a San Antonio Spurs perspective, they've still been a fairly decent team, still making the playoffs, you know what I'm saying, until recently. But, you know what I'm saying, I, are they like, have they ever touched that atmosphere since Tim Duncan and all them left? No, but I'm not just going to say like Pop just can't do shit without those type of players. 
And, and and that's my thing because what is his team since Tim Duncan has left? He had Kawhi, and when he did have Kawhi, they was in the conference finals. Kawhi leaves, then your team really disappears because what do you have after Kawhi leaves? Like you don't have any. And Lamarcus Aldridge leaves. Lamarcus Aldridge gets older. He's not really a part of the new NBA uh, evolution. You got uh, De Demar Derozan. He's not somebody who fits into this modern NBA. So it's like you don't have a lot of people that fit with the evolution of the game. So you just got to be stuck with what you stuck with. So uh, the playoff runs, I understand why he's in the position that he's in. But I'm not mad at people for saying that he ain't the same coach because a lot of people would do something with the talent that you have and you're not. So why, why are you not producing more wins? You're the GOAT. If Phil Jackson had the squads that you had, what is he doing? If the other goats, uh, coaching GOATs had the squad, what are you doing? <laughs> Dubs. If Eric Spolster had this oh. squad, what is he doing? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I feel like he's trying to, he's kind of caught up in that, in that, that mindset of I'm trying to develop players, but it's like, yeah, like I understand you're trying to develop players, but it's like, all right, it's been that, that way for four years now. Like we need to start seeing wins pop unless you're going to step yeah. out the door and let a young coach take this. I don't feel like pop is at the stage of just getting young players to develop. Like you're too old for this shit. <laughs> like get a young yeah. nigga in there if you want to just let the young players develop. So. And, and your your bar is too high for that. Like we we expect dubs automatically. Exactly. So if you're just gonna play around with a, a developmental squad, like just just retire, my nigga. Like and yeah, don't I'd and save your retire. legacy. And just save your legacy. You feel what I'm saying? But who do you feel like you see in a couple of games in the uh in the exhibitions? Who do you feel like can give the USA a run for their money if some things come together? The USA also doesn't have their whole squad right now. Uh Devin Booker is going to end up coming over uh, after the finals. Middleton and also Drew Holiday. And they need Drew Holiday badly because them boys can't – they can't guard a parked car over there in Las Vegas right now. Oh, yeah. So so who do you think can give the, the USA team in Tokyo a run for their money, any country? Honestly, Nigeria. Like, the game that we played against them, like, they just look – all around defensively like they look like one of the best teams out right now so i feel like nigeria is definitely a big threat do i see nigeria winning the gold like themselves possibly possibly not but a team that could pose a true threat to us for real is them and france and too I, just, I heard about i didn't get to watch france go yet Bear. but i heard france was deep. yeah you know? i heard go bear shot swapping shit um I would say I would still say Australia gives them the biggest threat other than um a Nigeria. I still think I think Nigeria got really hot that game against Team USA. Can they replicate that to defeat this squad with so much talent and they're adding even more? I don't know if Nigeria has that much ha has that much talent to overpower them. But I shouted out uh Nigeria last week because I seen how much talent they had and they have a lot of heat players on their squad. Like they got Gabe Vixen, exactly. they have Precious, they got KZ Agpala, and they have a lot of players that are in the NBA right now. Um they got some dude Oni from the Jazz, like a lot of players that have been to the league, had some stints for a little minute. Like they have a lot of talent on that Nigeria squad. J uh, J Jalil Okafor, uh, Ekpe Udo, so much talent that you wouldn't really know about until you watch it and say, like, damn, I remember him from such and such. I remember him from such and such. They yeah. got a lot of players like that on their squad, bro. So you got to watch out for Nigeria. But I say Australia because Patty Mills, Joe Ingles, them niggas look different. <laughs> them niggas look different <laughs> in the Olympics. Them niggas look different in the Olympics, bro. So if anybody got to get them a run for their money, I would say Australia. I still say the USA wins, but Australia is going to give them a run for their money. For sure. For sure. For sure. Uh, anything else on that Team USA topic? Nah, I just hope they get it all together soon. 
All right, man, let's move on to this topic, man. Who's the next dynasty in the NBA? So Kendrick Perkins was on one of the ESPN shows earlier this week and said that the Phoenix Suns are the next dynasty of the NBA. I felt like that was wild to say because they don't even have one championship yet, so how can we crown them the next dynasty? But it is what it is. But who do you feel like is the next dynasty in the NBA? The Phoenix Suns do have a lot of young talent, but who do you feel like is coming and going to have the next type of Golden State Warriors effect on the league? Uh, that's a hard question. I don't if I had to give my honest answer, because I, I'm gonna pick somebody, but if I just give my straight off the top honest answer, I don't think anybody is the next dynasty right now. Like there's so much talent that's being spread out amongst the NBA now. I don't see one team just dominating anymore for at least the next couple of years. But if I had to pick and choose, I'd say Phoenix has the potential. So I'll give Phoenix the nod of potentially being the next I dynasty. wouldn't say Phoenix, though. Phoenix, Who would because, you say? Because I, w- I wouldn't say Phoenix because this reason of Chris Paul is 36. Like, how long do you see Chris Paul at this level of playing how he's playing right now. He's 36. Oh, I, I feel like they can uh, they can attract another player to to put with Devin Booker and make So that you think when Chris Paul leaves, he's they're still going to be in this position. They they can still be in this position because I feel like by the time Chris Paul leaves, whether it's 2 years, 4 years, whatever contract he makes, they're going to put pieces in place to where it's like, okay, whenever Chris Paul walk out the door, we know we're going to be able to sign this player or we know we're going to draft these players or whatnot. So, and Devin Booker is going to be there for a long time. I feel Aiton is going to be there for a while. So I feel Phoenix has the potential to be the next dynasty. In the East, just strictly talking about the East, I really feel like Atlanta could do some shit as far as like making it far every Mm. year. They can make it far. I don't know about winning the championship, but in the East particularly, Atlanta has a good chance of being a dynasty over there. We talked about it last week, man. I don't know how much I believe in the young teams getting back to this point. I have to see it again with Atlanta and a non-asterisk season for me. If Atlanta does this when everybody's healthy, I'm just like, God damn, that's that's crazy. But I got to see it when everybody's healthy and everybody's on the same level and nobody's, you know what I'm saying, undermanned and shit like that. Then I'll believe like, okay, they are, they're, they are here to stay. But I just don't feel that way about Atlanta at this moment. They have a lot of young talent, but I don't feel that way. My pick for the next dynasty is the Denver Nuggets. I feel like they have all of the tools to be the next dynasty to actually run the NBA for the next four to five years. And I feel like they would have got far, possibly to the finals, if they had Jamal Murray. Like the Suns and the Nuggets series would have been a seven-game series. At least. Like it wasn't going five. It wasn't going six. It was going seven most definitely. And I think the Nuggets would have ended up winning that series. That's how important uh, somebody like a Jamal Murray is. And I feel like they're young enough. They have the wing defenders. And I feel like they're going to be cap flexible enough to attract somebody else. I think with the team they got now, they would have possibly been to the conference finals this year. They got to the conference finals last year. And they're still developing young players like Bobo. They still have other players that are developing at this moment. And I feel like they are going to attract one big piece. Could be a Bradley Bill sometime soon. They have a lot of assets. I feel like they're going to attract somebody even bigger soon. That's they're going to be like, okay, that's the team to watch out for the next five years. It's the Denver Nuggets. I think Jokic, Murray, and I feel like a third star is coming, and that will be running the league for the next five to six years. I think that will be it. The reason I say Atlanta in the East, because it's like, like we always say with uh, what Milwaukee is just 
the inconsistency of everybody else other than Giannis, plus the the coaching with Coach Bud, you can never be sure that the Bucks are gonna do this again. Like I, I really can't oh, say yeah. the Bucks are gonna be there again yeah. next year. So that eliminates the Bucks. When it comes to the Nets, I don't even know if that big three is gonna be together for multiple seasons, let alone like next season, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know if they're going to be together long enough to even call them a dynasty. KD might get another, he might get another ring while in Brooklyn or whatever, but I don't see Brooklyn giving that dynasty vibe. Like we kind of tried to make the big three out to be. And then other than those two teams, it's really just up in the air. That's why I feel like Atlanta could do it because it's up for grabs. They already surprised everybody this year by making it as far as they did. You think it's the, up for grabs, though. You think it's up for grabs, I, but I you know, you know, grabs. you know, but you know how players move, though. And this player mobility movement, like, bro, somebody going to be on know, another bro. team and attracting another big three that we're not even thinking of at this moment. So Boston, maybe something because of this. Boston is like. Damn, they're going to be a ground zero with this coaching change. I cannot have Boston in the in the next dynasty conversation. Boston I can't up there. have them up Boston there right up there. now. I, I can't I have, have them Boston up there. Up there. I because we already talking about if uh, Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown is going to go. Like we 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 don't know who who you know is the next coach. This... They already decided the next coach, right? Yes, yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, Udoka from uh, the Nets. Udoka yeah, see, from the Nets is the I, I, I like that. I like that pickup, but it's we we still it's yet to be seen. You know, so I, I don't know. I, I feel it's a lot left to be seen uh, with the Boston Celtics. So I can't even have them in the conversation yet. I feel like they made the right move getting rid of Kimba. And I feel like something is going to change over there with the Boston Celtics. I don't see them trading a Jalen Brown or a Jason Tatum this soon. I feel like that could happen possibly at the beginning of next season. So like 2022, 2023 season, that's when we can be like, all right, let's split up this big this big two right here. But I feel like they're, they have to build the pieces around this big two that you have. And I think they're going to do that. I feel like a good piece was Al Horford. And I feel like Brad Stevens will do a good job getting them together. Will they be in the finals next year? I don't know about that. But I think they can still be in the conversation of what we're having right now of the next dynasty. Because you have two of the best young talents in the NBA. How can I not put you in one of the, the next dynasty conversation? I, I, you have to at least be in the conversation. Will they, are they, they tops in your together. mind? I don't know. If they stay together, then if I they can stay together. that. But but if they follow the predictions that we like, the possibility of predictions that we've been talking about of them splitting up, then I, I can't have them in that conversation. Yeah, but Denver, I, I'm not gonna do East and West, but I'm I'm gonna just say Denver. Denver, Denver is the dynasty that I'm seeing. I feel like when LeBron falls off, when Steph falls off, Denver is gonna be the the people standing at the top. They're young enough, they're good enough, and I feel like they're going to attract somebody, and they're it's gonna be like. <laughs> They're there. That's the team. That's the team coming up next, bro. And I think we're we're revolutionizing the game so much that a lot of people question if Jokic can be the best player on a championship team. I think we're getting to a point where he can be because we see seeing down the stretch that he made big buckets down the stretch and they get him the ball down the stretch in his, the spots that he wanted. And even though he's a defensive liability, he still plays tough at that end of the, the uh, that end of the uh, end of the court. So I still believe in the Denver Nuggets, bro. I think they're the next dynasty. And it's the fact right, that um, it's the fact that uh, last point, like we said with the All Star Game uh, this year, it was like, hey, big men are taking over. They're taking over these skills contests. Like big men, not even. I wouldn't be surprised if we see two or three big men in the three point contest next year. You know what I'm saying? So big men are just proving that they it can go back to that era 
of big men being the focal point of winning teams again. So I definitely agree that the Denver Nuggets can definitely be that team. So Denver Nuggets, Phoenix Suns, and me personally, I feel like Atlanta Hawks. I feel like those are three teams that I wouldn't be surprised, especially the Hawks. Y'all make sure y'all remember I said that. The Hawks could low-key be one of the top two to three teams over the next five years that could, like, really run the East. All right, man, let's move on to the next topic. You already mentioned it before. Is Kyrie out in Brooklyn? So a report came out today that Kyrie and the and the front office for the Brooklyn Nets are not seeing eye to eye. They don't like a lot of moves that he was making, how he left without letting anybody know what he was doing. And we said that that could be an issue, but – He's KD's best friend at the end of the day. Are they really going to trade him? Is it really going to be an issue? And he stuck it out throughout the rest of the season, but it looks like they come to a point where they are fed up. Do you think they should trade him? And what is the best destination if he was to be traded? I don't think Kyrie should be traded yet because we've yet to fully see this big three play together for at least 10 games. Like how, how many games we've seen them play all together? Like what? Seven, eight, you know? So I, I feel 15, even mm-hmm. that's still too little in my opinion. That's, oh, that's yeah. still too little. But um, I, I think just off of that fact alone, we, no matter how much of a headache he is right now, we still have to try and see this play out for at least majority of a season before we, come to that conclusion of yeah Kyrie got to be out of here or Harden might want to be out or something like that so I I wouldn't say he's out of Brooklyn yet but if I had to choose where he would go if he were to get out ooh, where would Kyrie go what the hell and I said this this before it's a bro it's one team that absolutely needs Kyrie, and it was the only trade I would do if I was the Brooklyn Nets. You're talking about a, con- it, a contending it was team? The Ky- a contending. It, was, it would be Kyrie for Bensons. That is a win-win for both teams. That is the only trade that I would do if I was the, the Brooklyn Nets, bro, the only trade. I went through all of the other teams, and I was just like, Kyrie, does he fit here? Is it is it really going to be a match here? Is he going to be contending? This, that, and the third. And I think in Philly, he works because that's the type of player they need. They need a bucket getter. Nigga, get out of my way. Like, I'm finna get a bucket. And he also facilitates the offense as well. I like his role with that, especially with somebody like a Steph, uh, Seth Curry. You can throw it down to Embiid. I like his role with somebody like Philly. And you talk about Ben Simmons with, with, the, with the Nets. Harden and with, with, uh, with KD. That's what he needs. Nobody's going to be clogging the paint like Embiid. He can do whatever he wants. He can be the small ball five, and he can be the Draymond of that team, and he wouldn't have to worry about shooting the ball because Draymond don't shoot the ball, and it and it never affects his game because he has so many so, uh, so much shooter or so much shooting around him, and I think it will be the same way in Brooklyn. So it's like that, yeah, because that's basically the the point I made with the Warriors. So my point for the Warriors is basically your point for the Brooklyn Nets of him not having to be the number one option, being like that third, maybe fourth option. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so I, I understand that point. It's just if I'm Philly, it's like, or we we already we already know Embiid is going to be a health liability every season. It's going to happen. Talent wise, we know he's there, but physically, can he last the whole season? Nine times out of ten, he can't. But Adding Kyrie to that, and we know Kyrie has had his health issues throughout his career. Plus, now he has moments where he just he goes MIA. So I, I really don't know 
But he's still a talent. And I would want he's still, that. He's still, he still Kyrie now. He's still Kyrie. He's still, he's still box office. Like, no no injuries at all throughout the entire season. Kyrie is one of the top two players that you probably want to see play because he's just that um entertaining. But I don't know. From a health standpoint and from a just general MIA standpoint, that would be the only thing keeping Philly from making that trade happen. It works for both teams. I know both are contending in the Eastern Conference right now, but it's a win-win for both, and I feel like it helps both with both needs because the Nets don't have any perimeter defense other than somebody like a Jeff Green, but you don't want to rely on Jeff Green for continuous defense. Jeff Green is getting to the age where he's 31, 32. You don't want to rely on Jeff Green. So you have somebody like a perimeter defender and uh, Ben Simmons, and he also blocks shots. He's athletic, and he doesn't have to have any stress of scoring on his shoulders and he can really be that point guard and that facilitator of the team it works for both and that's the only trade i would do if i was the nets but if if it's not that trade i would have to stick with Kyrie. even through all of the bullshit i would still have to stick with Kyrie. but this is the only problem i see with with trying to trade Kyrie. how will kd feel about it because these boys came to brook these boys came to brooklyn together yeah they came to brooklyn together they're best friends best buds how is he going to feel about you trying to trade his best friend and the person that he came to this organization to be with you don't want to you don't want to cause frustration or any turmoil with your best player and that's the only thing i'll see with that that Kyrie trade shit of like is is it possible are they willing to do it if it's going to upset kevin durant I don't, I don't think they'll do it, and that's that's honestly a bigger reason than the reason I already gave, like upsetting Kevin Durant. You don't want to do that at all if you're the Brooklyn Nets organization. You want to keep him as happy as possible. You want him there playing as long as possible, and this is the this is the small window that you have to bring a championship to Brooklyn. So I wouldn't mess that up in any way if I'm the Brooklyn Nets. That's why I said uh, it's too soon to talk about Kyrie being out of there because we haven't even given them a chance to get all the way to the finals and see if it can work to that extent. I feel like they have to wait and let that play out first. So keep KD happy. That's the number one thing. And then two, just try to keep Kyrie healthy because if you're trading him to anybody, that's going to be the number one concern. Is he going to be healthy? And is he not going to go MIA on us like he did y'all? Because I'm trying to picture that how KD would feel. I know he would be upset, but he would. Oh, he's going like to he Twitter. Might, he's, he's going to he, Twitter. Uh, <laughs> but I feel like it's a so much better fit for the squad, bro. A young Ben Simmons, he ain't got to be a scorer. I feel like that's a, so, as a much better fit for the squad. But what you feel about um what you feel about Dallas? I'm I'm looking at all the teams right now, and I'm just X and I everybody that I don't approve of. Cause I, I'm thinking I of like contenders. I, I wouldn't want to send yeah. Kyrie anywhere that he doesn't have a chance. I feel like Dallas would be a that's good. What, thing hey, that's what they want to send him though. They want to send him there. <laughs> so you can do that swap. You can do that swap of him and mm, I don't know if it'll just be a clean swap of him and Porzingis because that would that would just be ugly in Brooklyn. And even but, if it's a Simmons uh, and um, even if it's a Simmons and Kyrie trade, it couldn't be straight up. It would have to be Simmons, yeah, a player. I mean, like it'll be, it'll be picks added, but I feel like it'll have to be a three team swap if they do with Dallas because I, I just wouldn't want to see Porzingis next to Harden and KD. That shit would just be ugly. So <laughs> I feel like a three a three team trade would have to happen mm. if they did end up doing something with Dallas because. We've been talking about Luca just not needing to be the primary ball handler. If Luca can play off the ball, I feel like he could get way deeper in his bag as a scorer, and the team would just move so much more efficiently with Tim Hardaway Jr. and all the rest of them boys.
So ooh, ooh. I don't I don't think that's the I don't think that's the move. I think he's you good want, on the ball. You think Luca can? That's not. You think Luca can thrive better, like handling the ball the whole time? Just not the whole game. I think most of the game it should be in Luca's hands because he's that good. But just not all of the game. I don't think all of the decisions should be in Luca's hands. I feel like some parts of the game they should have a point guard that is facilitating the offense, and it's just not all on Luca. Luca saved me shit like it is most of the time with Dallas. And I don't oh, know yeah, if that's I mean, really. Kyrie, and that's why I don't think Kyrie. Is the type of player because even though Kyrie doesn't need the ball per se, I feel like that just doesn't fit really, though. I don't think that fits. A uh, Kyrie, the defensively, it doesn't fit. And then offensively, I feel like there might be some, some turmoil there. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it'll work because, like you said, it, it wouldn't be a situation where because Kyrie knows how to get a bucket, and we all know. Um, he knows how to facilitate the floor enough to where other players like Luca can eat. And I feel it will speed up their tempo of the game because of how much of a threat is Kyrie going to the basket and being able to kick out as well as get his bucket on his own. So I feel like it'll set up a lot of spot-up shooters for Dallas that we've seen can be successful, like um, how they did against the Clippers in the first half of that series and just throughout the playoffs in general. So I feel... I feel Kyrie to Dallas, that would be a very good move if Brooklyn were for to some reason get rid of Kyrie sooner than expected. All right, man. And let's move on to two wild Wednesday. What you got for this week? Uh, first poll for two wild Wednesday. The USA men's basketball team will not win the gold medal. Too wild or not too wild? Too wild, too wild. I feel like they could be threatened, but they will still win. I say not too wild just off of the fact that they're actually being threatened this time. Like, we usually look at the Olympics like, yeah, we got it this year. Yeah. So, uh, I'm just going to say not too wild for the fact that it's not a clear giveaway that we got it this time. And that's something I want to talk about. I don't think the top players are really coming to these the Olympics no more because they're trying to focus on that championship year and focus on like the back end of their career and getting more rings more than the Olympic gold medals. I feel like this is a young person's game. And I feel like these are players that are trying to make their name even bigger than it is in the U S but not the veteran players that you know are going to give it to you on a day-to-day basis. Like the Stephs, the, the bronze, the Kawhis, like they're not coming over here. So you got to work with more young players than what you're used to. And I feel like, I feel like more veteran and more seasoned and more cemented legacy players come to the Olympics. And I feel like it's not that type of way this year. Like it's a lot of new players on this squad. It's going to come together, but that's what I worried about. It's a lot of young players. I think they'll eventually turn into the veteran players that usually come to the Olympics. It's just we're in a, we're in a period now where the new generation just isn't taking office quickly as previous generations. So now it's kind of like, yeah, yeah. Cause we've seen young talented players be on the Olympic team. And it's like, damn, this is like, these are young goats. And right now it's like, yeah, you could kind of say the same thing for some of these young players, but it's, it's not hitting the same as the previous young players that we've usually got. Yeah. Yeah. It don't fit. And but, I feel like, I feel like that. I don't know if they made the wrong decision because all of these players that they're picking for this squad are talented. But I don't know if they made the right place pieces or picked the right pieces when it came to like fit. I feel like people like Trey Young would have been better for this squad because he's a facilitator, more point guards. I feel like they went for more like a switching, trying to switch everything because everybody in the NBA is multi-positional, everybody's versatile. But I feel like they should have had more point guards, had more centers than what they have right now because that's where they're really getting hit 
because all of these perimeter defenders they're supposed to have are not defending. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, it's early, but they're not defending like you think they should. Yeah, because when was the last time that we seen the USA team like lose back to back exhibition games? It really had us worrying like this. Like I, I think Shannon Sharp <laughs> said Shannon Sharp said within 30 years we only lost two exhibition games and yeah. we lost two back to back recently. Like that that mm-hmm. shit is crazy to me. So th- that that's why I said not too wild, because we've never looked at the USA mm-hmm. team like, oh shit, like what's going on? And that's what I'm saying, because we've had less talented, like I said before, they're all talented, but we had less talented squads in the Olympics, but they still look fired because the chemistry and all of the players fit together. But this team is so oddly put together with just so much scoring and no playmakers where I just say, you know what I'm saying, the selection committee really uh, you know, left them holding the bag. I agree. Uh, not too wild is one in that poll 66% right now, though. Next one, the Detroit Pistons will trade the number one pick. Too wild or not too wild? Man, I'm seeing a lot of trades for Cade, bro. I'm, I, bro, I seen Shay, Shay Gilch, <laughs> Alexander, and the number six pick for Cade. I seen, damn, what was the other trade? I hear that Houston is trying to trade up for the number one pick. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing everybody trying to trade up to get Cade. The Cavs, and my own, the Cavs trying to the trade Cavs, for it. And I'm just questioning why is it even being talked about? The Pistons. Exactly. This is why you are terrible for so long <laughs> and why you can continue to be forgotten about. You have the best player that we've seen in probably a decade and you're going to give him up for a shade and a pick? Those are good pieces, but stop it. You're going to get a generational talent right here. Do not fuck this up, Detroit. Do not fuck this up. Hey, what, what do you call Detroit? The Forgotten City. The land of the forgotten. The place where careers die. The place hey, where careers facts. die. Boy. That's facts. The land of the forgotten, bro. You go there, bro. Blake Griffin went there after he left the Clippers. We didn't even talk about Blake no more. No, nah, matter who go I there. can't say Blake. Blake did that shit on his. He did that shit on his own. He did that shit on purpose. How he did no on way his own. He did. got traded. He got traded. The nigga didn't attempt a dunk for over two years, and now all of a sudden you get the Brooklyn in. You you on people's heads. You on people's heads. He preserved because, his body. I'm not gonna say his career. Yeah, died, he because why himself. would you? Why would you waste your body on that franchise? I'm not wasting my body for you. I if I know I'm gonna be forgotten, I'm not wasting my body on you. D D Rose is probably the only person I know that went there and actually played like he wanted to be there to a certain extent. <laughs> and and that's where his career hockey resurrected. So, like, I guess if you're being forgotten about, that's when your 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 trajectory goes up. But if you want to make a name, <laughs> yeah, you got to go somewhere else, my nigga. You got to go somewhere else. That's why I'm scared for K. K going to do his thing regardless of where he goes. But it's like, bro, the talent that you're going to play with, is it going to be up to par, my nigga? Because it's Detroit. I don't trust the franchise at all. I about to say all he got is Jeremy Grant. That's it. Other than him, he ain't going to have nobody else to play with. They got they, they got some young players over there, but it's still like, you know what I'm saying? I mean, like, Bay, as far as... Isaiah Stewart. As far as... I'm talking about as far as, like, yeah, this oh, is yeah. solid for real. Like, that's what I'm that's saying. Like, <laughs> and you said the playoffs, nigga. What you talking about? <laughs> you said the playoffs for them next year. Yeah, I was high. <laughs> <laughs> I was high. I was like, mm, I ain't said no crazy. I, was like, I ain't said no crazy shit in a minute. Let me see if I get this shit right. Nah, the more I kept looking at the trace, the more I kept looking at the trace scenarios. I was like, I don't know why I said that shit. So, best believe, y'all, we look back at some of our shit and be like, whoa, what was I saying? So, yeah. 
I just hope it flows by. <laughs> uh, too wild is one in that poll, sixty three percent, and I I say it too wild for that. I don't I don't feel like they'll trade the number one pick. That would just be the most idiotic shit I've ever did seen. I, what 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 was the what was the statement again? Did I say should or will? What did I say? Uh, will you said they will trade the number one pick? I don't think they will. That would be idiotic. Detroit is. I'm just going by past records, track history. They're going so to trade did, the number one pick. Did you mean to put should? Did you mean to put no, should? Will. No, I mean oh, okay. will. Like a definitive will. Will they trade this pick? Oh, no. And I, I don't think they should. I think, and I don't I think, think they, they will fold it. I think they're going to fold. Just knowing their track record, yeah. bro, they're, they're going to trade. They're <laughs> going to trade the number one pick. They're going to fold this shit, bro. I'm hearing too many rumors, bro. I'm hearing way too many rumors. <laughs> Next one. Win or lose, Giannis should win finals MVP. Too wild or not too wild? I think not this is the closest wild. poll. Not yeah, too wild, I agree, bro. not too wild. I think he's been the most dominant player throughout this series. Game one was slow for him because he was coming back from that knee injury, so you would expect that. But in game two and three, like, nobody's even touching him on the court, bro. He's been the best player, and I feel like if he continues to play this way, we have to say Giannis is – Finals MVP, whether he wins or loses, it was like the same thing with Brian. What was what year was that when Brian ended that up was losing? 2015? I think that was 2015. That might have been that was when they lost. That's when Kyrie, that's when Kyrie and Love was hurt. Yeah, Brian was out there doing it on his own. And it, the same conversation came up of if Brian should win finals MVP because he was heads above everybody else on the court. He was leading every statistical category. He was leading a lot. Points, <laughs> points, assists, rebounds, steals, free throw attempts. I'm like, bro, what? Who does shit like this? Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like I feel like I feel like Giannis will be on that same level of damn. He's the most he's the best player. But then you the question comes up if they didn't give it to Braun, would they give it to, you know what I'm saying, Giannis? That's the question that we'll have to bring up. Nah. But I think I think it's not too wild. I don't think they'll give it to Giannis um, just because, like you said, if they ain't give it to Braun and shit, this Phoenix Suns team ain't even that crazy for real. So I <laughs> definitely know. I don't even. <laughs> His teammate, Giannis' team ain't even undermanned. They're not even undermanned. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's not even undermanned. Yeah. He has everybody. They're just not showing up. <laughs> As opposed to them, like literally uh, not being. There. Yeah. <laughs> Why did Bron? Bron should have got that one too, bro. Bron should have got that Finals MVP. They they weren't gonna do that. They weren't gonna do that. But how how do how do people? It would have helped Bron goat case. It would have gave Bron his goat case even more it because it's like, oh yeah, my dog ain't even my dog ain't even winning the finals. They ain't getting <laughs> Finals MVP. The the NBA heads they weren't gonna do that. Like we gotta protect Jordan legacy unless he wins. We're not giving him this MVP. <laughs> But niggas still would have been on his head at the same time, bro. Because like nigga, because niggas gonna think you're like it's a Braun league. You're favoring Braun too much, and he's getting finals even MVP even if they're if they lose. So I'm glad they didn't give it to him at the same time. But give, to give it to Andre Iguodala was like whoa. You know what I'm saying? It was like you might as well give giving it to Braun if you don't give you it to You should have just gave it to Braun. You might as well that, gave it to Braun. That's what I'm wondering because it's like, are we ever? Who? How many players have actually gotten Finals MVP but didn't win the finals? It was like, only one. I don't even Jerry know. West. Jerry West. Jerry yeah, West. Yeah, see, 70s. that's not that's not a common thing at all. Like, Mm-mm. is there ever gonna be a consistency of just truly giving the MVP to who deserves it, or it's just whoever wins? Like, that's who we got to give the award to. We got to give it to somebody on the winning team. So I don't know. I feel like that should change, though. I, I really do. I feel like whoever is playing the best in the finals, that's who should get it. But I feel like that's dependent on how the other team is playing. Like, 
If if it's somebody on the other side of the court that is on the same level or near where Braun or where Giannis was, it's like we have to give it to that player because he has been producing at a high level. It's not like he's been playing mid and they still won. So it depends on how the other team is performing. So, like, if Book mm-hmm. and CP3 don't do anything, but they still end up winning somehow because Mikael Bridges, Jay Crowder, some random niggas ain't and end up taking off, it's like, we can we really give it to these niggas because these ex You got to give it to Giannis. You, you got to give it to Giannis, Giannis at that point. But that's the only scenario. That's the only scenario where you would get, can give it to Giannis. Other than that, you got to be like, I got to get a CP3 or Book. I agree. Not this is the closest poll, by the way. 52% not too wild is winning that mm. poll right now. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, I didn't like the way you did this next poll because it's like you you always do this. You have one of those polls where it's like you put two things and it's like I agree with one, but I, I like it, but I don't agree with the other. Put too wild. <laughs> so like, put too wild. <laughs> that's exactly what I did. I just said too wild. But uh Lonzo Ball will be a Chicago Bull next season, and they will be a top six seed in the East. Too wild or not too wild. I said too, too wild, wild because regardless of whatever the hell happens, they're not gonna be a top six seed. So I, I like happening. I like I like the squad of the Bulls though. They're gonna have Levine, you're gonna have Vooch, you got some young players developing with Patrick Williams, Kobe White. You're gonna have another draft pick. Are you gonna trade somebody like a marketing for some actual talent? Like you got some pieces there. I like the it, Bulls. I like the Bulls. And, and this is really for Mount. Shout out to my nigga Mount. He's had a lot of struggle some years <laughs> with the Bulls. So this is really for my nigga Mount. I feel like Lonzo Ball will turn around the Chicago Bulls. And Mount, this is for you. i don't know bro i I can't see it happening i totally agree though like the chicago bulls like they're coming am i gonna say next season they're coming i don't know but i feel like they definitely are coming they could fight for a playoff a a play in spot for sure with that seventh and eighth seed next season um i feel the same way about the hornets the hornets could definitely possibly make the playoffs again next season but to say chicago is going to be a top six team i can't do that because the bill not the bills but the bucks are going to be there again philly is going to be top six again atlanta is going to do it again uh who else uh boston even with the with the new coach and the new brad stevens position brad what boston could be top six you think boston they gonna be a top six team you're crazy you're crazy as hell. I hope Derek is watching this right now because you crazy as hell saying that. <laughs> I, I just named, I named what, four automatic they teams. This year? What, what, weren't they seventh this year? They're going to be top six. They could be top six, bro. They could be top six. I got to see how much of a turnaround they got going on in Boston, bro. Got to see that, the that's turnaround. That's not a huge turnaround to go up one spot. That's not a huge turnaround. Like, what are you saying? I, I got to see, could... see something turn around because they're going to end up in the same. They were in the play-in. So that was what seven through ten, and but they, got they, the seven seven? they got the seven seed. Oh, they did get the seven seed, but still, that's what still I'm saying. Like, they didn't, they one, didn't play good this year. The Bulls they, they are going to be right there. It, they didn't. The Bulls play are going to have a better team. The Bulls are going to have a better team, though. I don't know. Well, Lonzo Ball, Lonzo Ball is going to make everything. You're good. assuming this nigga <laughs> is going there. You have to stop. <laughs> You keep doing that. You keep assuming that this nigga is going to be there. I'm speaking things into existence. <laughs> Kawhi, he's coming to the heat. I'm speaking things. And I'm mad. I'm mad as hell at this poll because 57% not too wild is winning this poll. You're tricking everybody with these uh, double entendres. Like, I don't, I don't like this. I don't like this. Oh, my God. Niggas are like, hmm, 
Lonzo on the Bulls, they're definitely going to be top six. Stop assuming that he's going there. Like, <laughs> yes, he is. He could very well be in. He could very well be in New Orleans a whole nother season. Like, <laughs> uh, we don't want that. We don't want that. <laughs> Next poll: Carmelo Anthony is the greatest USA basketball Olympian. Too wild or not too wild? I say not too I wild. Was- I said too wild. I was surprised how many people felt this way. I thought it was going to be it's more. It's 100%. I, that's what I'm saying. I thought it's it was 100%. going to be more back and forth because, yes, Carmelo, I think he's the leading scorer for the USA. Hey, shout he has shout out to medals. Easy, though. Shout out to Easy because last night when I was at the crib with him, he said, y'all know who the best um Olympic player is? D-Wade. And I'm like, hmm, that's, that's not he, I he, can't argue he, with that. Who, who said that? Who said that? Easy. Easy, bro. I got to give you your flowers because you watched the game. If you watched that 08 Olympic run, D-Wade was the best <laughs> player on that squad, my nigga. Flat out, bro. He was the best player on the best Olympic squad. I think that was the best Olympic squad, period. With all the I talent on 08, pull up the 08 squad, bro. Look look at all of the talent that was on that 08 squad, bro. It was crazy. And D-Wade was the best player. He was the leading scorer. And then the next season, he had like an Olympic jump to be like a, a, a MVP candidate. So I'm not mad at Easy for saying that, but D-Way only has one Olympic medal. So it's like a lot of things that you have to put into like that conversation. But I'm not mad at him here's for saying the, that. I actually like Here's that. the team. Here's the team right here. Yeah, Carlos Boozer, Jason Kidd, LeBron James, Deron Williams, uh, Michael Red, Dwayne Wade, Kobe Bryant, Dwight Howard, Chris Bosh, Chris Paul, Tyshawn Prince, and Carmelo oh Anthony. And think Tayshaun about that Prince, time period. Yeah, Tayshaun Prince. Yeah. And think about that time period, because I know a lot of people are probably thinking about these players now. Boozer, when he got in the Bulls days. Like, this was Boozer when he, when he was with the Jazz. This was Michael Rand when yeah. he was with the Bucks. Like, these were some snipers that was on the team. Even the players that you were not even thinking about, like, even those players were still crazy. Dwight Chris Howard, Bosch. Chris Bosch. Chris Bosch was crazy back then. That was Dreadhead, Chris Bosch, bro. That was Dread. Oh, my God. That team was crazy, bro. That's the best Olympic squad, even over the Dream Team. That is better than the Dream Team. I, I'll put them neck and neck with the Dream Team because the Dream Team was just different, bro. Like The what? Dream Team was the first. I think that's why people look at the Dream Team like they do. They, the Dream Team was the first. They were the first, but the talent was still there, bro. Like, what? Oh, Charles for sure. Barkley, Barkley, Jordan, Bird, Matt, just them alone. Like, you're looking like shit. Like, this, this is crazy. <laughs> and then you're not even counting the, the remaining um players on the roster, bro. It's just oh Carl Malone, Scotty Pippen, Barkley. They had some they had a squad. But I look and, at and just imagine if they had Isaiah Thomas on the imagine if they didn't snub Isaiah like that. And yeah, they kick put that him nigga that John team. Stockton all the oh way off the god. fucking team. Kick that nigga all the oh way off the team. Oh my god. But the thing I would say about the dream team, I look at the stages they were at in their careers. Everybody was like kind of at the back end of their career. Michael Jordan was still in his prime winning chips, but like Bird was toward the end, Magic was toward the end. It was a lot of players toward the end. But when you look at that 08 squad, like all of them niggas you just named were in their prime. Maybe, maybe Michael Red was toward the back end. Everybody else was in their prime at this time, bro. Or Tayshawn Prince, too. But everybody else was toward the back, uh, in their prime, bro. That squad was crazy. We would never see another squad like that. I don't think so, bro. Unless all the top, the Stephs and Bronze come over to play, we'll never see another team like that. I, I agree. Uh, unless everybody just does an infinity gauntlet move and just everybody <laughs> just go to the damn Olympics one year. That, that shit ain't happening. Because what? After this year, we got four more years. Bron going to be 40. Bron going to uh, be gone. Yeah, yeah. Bron, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
But that was a that was one hundred percent not too wild. So hey, most people agree with Carmelo Anthony. Oh, yeah, you can't I, really I, argue with that. You can't because, like I said, leading scorer for USA Basketball, and he has three gold medals. I would say, I would still say Bron as mine would still be my Olympic because I feel like he has enough gold medals, and I feel like to build the team, he was the really the real factor of facilitating a lot of the squads that he was on. The Melo was the one getting the buckets, but I think Bron made a lot of things work. But I'm not mad at that D-Wade one, bro. I just don't think he has enough oh, gold medals. I, I, yep. I, I put all of that into consideration, like how many gold medals, the impact, all of that. But for that 08 team, D-Wade was the best player, for sure. For sure. I won't take that away from him at all. Uh, next poll, Colin Sexton's best fit. The New York Knicks, the Los Angeles Lakers, the Orlando Magic, or other. I said the New York Knicks. <sighs> He's too I, I young for I the do. Lakers. He, he's too young for the Lakers to play with Braun. That that shit not gonna work. I don't. I think it could work because the, the Lakers need more scoring outside of a uh, LeBron James. I feel like it could work. I think he could have a Kyrie effect because think about it. Colin Sexton averaged twenty five points for Cleveland. That these dysfunctional mm-hmm. shit that's going on in Cleveland. He averaged twenty five points a game. That's crazy for what's going on in Cleveland. You put that with a LeBron James, he might not average as many points, but he's way more efficient with it. He gets easier shots, and he's still going to get those same type of looks that he was getting in Cleveland and knocking down, and they're just going to be easier. So I think he'll have a great fit with the Lakers, but that's not my pick, though. That's not my pick. I like him with the Heat, too, but I think the Knicks are the the right pick. I agree. 47% of voting for the Knicks, by the way. The Lakers are second with 25%. Other is third with 22 and Magic are dead last at 6%. I, I don't even know why you I don't even know why you put the Magic on here. I'm like who wants to go to Orlando? Like whether you're being traded it, it or was, not, who wants to go to Orlando? It was numerous articles that I read that said the oh, Magic so I was like I guess that's a potential landing spot. <laughs> no. We, I guess we that's a landing spot. Right, and it, it, it hurts me to say that, bro, because I really still have so much respect. The glory days of Orlando just – they got to rebuild this franchise, bro, because the glory days of Orlando really was a time to be alive for real. Next poll, Marvel villain you're most excited to see in Phase 4. Dr. Doom, Kang, the Mandarin, or other? Uh, Dr. Doom. I want to see Dr. Doom because he hasn't been done right in anything that we have seen. I feel I know that Kang That's is true. new, but Dr. Doom has never been done right. And I want to see him done right in the Marvel. And I know Marvel is going to get it right. So I want I just excited, more excited to see that than Kang. Did y'all watch that Loki shit? Y'all watch that Loki oh, shit? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I texted you, bro. This Loki is the best Marvel show out, period. Like they, they did their shit with that, especially the way it ended. That shit was perfect. The, I, I'm damn enough to rewatch that episode tonight because that episode was just fucking perfect. Was it perfect? I'm gonna dive into it. Yes. I'm gonna dive into it tomorrow when we review it. Because yeah, I'm, I'm gonna just say my feelings for the review. I'm gonna just say my feelings for the review. But um, yeah, I'm, I think you it's gonna be disappointed. Huh? You sound disappointed. No, it it was good. It was good. It was just one thing that really was really holding me back, and I'll dive into it tomorrow. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Kang is winning though, 50%. Dr. Doom is second at 36. The Mandarin is third at 14%. Mm. Excited to see the Mandarin too. Because them bracelets or whatever the fuck he's wearing for the 10 rings look crazy. Yeah, the 10 rings. Yeah. I agree with the Dr. Doom point though, because like you said, we he hasn't been 
done right, really, in anything that we've seen. So I don't even know what he's supposed to be because one of my favorite movies growing up was that Fantastic Four movie. And that nigga really yeah. wasn't shit. Like, he was getting thrown in legs. Like, that nigga was tre- getting treated like a <laughs> So I'm like, what is this nigga really supposed to be, bro? Because he was never respected in the movies that I grew up watching. So I'm like, I need to see what this nigga is actually supposed to be like in his actual <laughs> impact. Because of what I've seen, I don't even respect this nigga at this point from what i see. For real. I don't even respect this nigga. <laughs> Next poll, Matt Stafford will win NFL MVP in 2021. Too wild or not too wild? I said not too wild. I'm kind of on the edge with this because I think he will have such a great impact on this team and wins will come of it and you cannot turn away and you can't stop looking at the Rams. And you're going to have to give the quarterback the credit. It's a new quarterback, a new system, and he's going to flourish in this system with Sean McVay. So I will say not too wild. I think everything works with the Rams. So I, I will say yes. I totally, I totally agree with every point that you said because I've been saying it for a long time. I'm a Matt Stafford fan. Do they kind of overrate him sometimes or the way they put him on quarterback lists? Yes, because it's like – Didn't you say he was like top five level. on one of the rankings you was looking at? Yeah, he was top six. He was top six. I'm like, what the hell? Like, how how are you above Lamar Jackson? How are you above any of these other players? That that shit made me mad because now I'm like, now they're not going to respect him because they're overrating him, bro. I'm like, oh, my God. So that shit pissed me off. But Matt Stafford did amazing things in Detroit, even though the team itself was just trash and they couldn't get anywhere. Matt Stafford was the reason that they had some type of hope. But now he can translate that to the Rams. The Rams has already, have already had a history of winning. That defense is top-notch. It's just Matt Stafford, do what you've been doing in Detroit this whole time and get that team over the hump and possibly get them back to the Super Bowl, and you can have that MVP. So I feel like Matt Stafford, just, just get them there, and it'll happen. And this is the thing about Matt Stafford. I think he will get the credit for the wins, but he don't really got to go crazy because how dominant that defense is with with Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. He doesn't have to go that crazy with how shut down that defense is. You just have to score probably 28 points a game and you'll probably be fine. You feel what I'm saying? So he ain't got to even go crazy for that team to to do well and to him for him to get recognition. So it's like he can still be like a, a, a bottom tier, not bottom tier, but like a back end top 10 quarterback. But he's still going to get a lot of credit for what's going on in Los Angeles. True, true. Uh, Two Wilders won in that poll, though, 68%. See? Niggas think it's going to be Pat Mahomes. They've been watching these shows. It's the Matt Stafford disrespect, bro. Like, it's the overrating of Matt Stafford. Is it it really disrespect, though? Is it really disrespect, though? Yes, because because I feel like... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. he's He's on a team where he can make an MVP case now. Like, on the Lions, you're not winning MVP. I don't care what kind of numbers you put up because you're not making the playoffs and your record isn't going to be that good no matter how great you play. But now you're on a team that makes sense and fits your playing style, and you literally, like, you're going to have the wins to match the the yards that you're going to be throwing, the the amount of touchdowns you're going to be throwing. So I feel like it's not too wild to say he can win the MVP at this point because he'll have the wins to back it up. I understand that, but I'm looking from like the other candidates' perspective. You still gonna have um uh Pat Mahomes that's going to be a top candidate for the next 10 years. Like he's gonna put up numbers with these Chiefs teams, it's like it no matter what. So I understand that if people put him to the front, uh Aaron Rodgers, wherever he ends up landing, he's gonna be to the front. Like 
the other top quarterbacks, I feel like, are being pushed in ahead of uh, Matthew Stafford right now. But I think during the season, it's going to be like more Matthew Stafford love. And it's going to be like, damn, we said this shit on July 14th, nigga, that he's going to be MVP. <laughs> and he's going to be MVP. <laughs> so it's going to come. It's going to come late, but it's going to come. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And last poll for the night. Dame and Steph would be the best backcourt of all time. Too wild or not too wild? Uh, not too wild at all. I brought up this topic because there has been reports that Golden State has been having internal discussions about bringing in somebody like a Damian Lillard. Do you think that works? Because they wouldn't have to give up Clay or Draymond. So it would still be, it would be Damian Lillard, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond. And I think they're going to have to give up Wiseman, Wiggins. They got a lot of picks that the Portland Trailblazers are going to want. They had two lottery picks this year and future first rounders. My only problem with a Dame and Steph picture with the other stars remaining there, what are you turning Klay Thompson into at that point? A shooter. But it's like, I'm not really sure how I'm trying to explain this. But it's like you're... Clay Thompson is your third option. That that just doesn't make sense. He's been sense. a third option I, I mean, before. <laughs> yeah, but it's like it's KD. It's it's a whole like I'm I'm, I'm whoa, trying to figure whoa, out. Whoa, whoa, to whoa, what, what are you saying now? What are you saying? What you mean? It's, what KD? I'm saying. I, it's Damian Lillard. I'm trying to figure out a way. I'm trying to figure out a way to say it, bro. I'm trying to figure out a way to say it. It's like because who's your number one option if Dame comes there? Is Steph still the number one option? The offense will so, still revolve around Steph, but the ball will be in Damian Lillard's hands. Would you rather have Damian Lillard or Klay Thompson as your number two? Because I feel Klay and Steph are the greatest backcourt we've ever seen just off of the fact that Klay is a forward playing in this backcourt. He's not a forward, but he's the size of a forward, in a sense, playing this backcourt position. And he's just – he's – He's so lethal defensively that it's like I don't look at Dame with the same defensive presence as Clay because Clay is a two-way player, one of the best two-way players we've ever seen in this generation, and he can score like crazy with a backcourt next to Steph. So I don't know if I look at it the same way with Dame and Steph because it's like, eh, defensively, what are you giving me? Yeah, y'all finna get buckets, but y'all might get killed on the other end. With Clay, it's like you you got to worry about that with Steph. Cause you got you still got Clay Draymond, and I feel like they will bring in a defensive big. I feel like you still hide a uh, uh, Steph and Draymond. I feel like it could work because I brought up this example of: Do you guys remember like the early Warriors teams before they were even winning championships? It was Jared Jack, it was Steph Curry, it was Clay Thompson, it was Draymond, and I forgot who their center was. It might have been David Lee. It might have been somebody else. It I'm might have been right now. Bo Bogey or David Lee, one or the other. Yeah, one of one of those two, but. Jared Jack is who I really want to focus on. Jared Jack was the person who had the ball and was facilitating the offense. The screens were coming for Steph and the screens were coming for Clay, and the offense runs smooth. No, it would not be like the offense that we see now where everything just revolves around Steph because you have such a dynamic player in Damian Lillard, but it will be a similar type of offense. So you can revert back to the days of Jared Jack, but instead of Jared Jack, 
You have fucking Damian Lillard on your team. So I think it will work even better because he's so dynamic. It can get, bail you out of a lot of situations. So I think it could work, bro. I really think it could work because these players are older now. They're more veterans. And I think Clay will be good in that third, that third role where he's played before. Just spot up and shoot. You're gonna have an open look because Damian Lillard and Steph Curry are on the court at the same time. You're gonna have you're gonna be open. Yeah, shoot the ball. I don't know. I, I guess I, I'll just have to see it to believe it. I don't know. Damon Steph, it sounds really good, but I don't the eye test for me, I just don't see it working that way. I feel like a lot of people feel like you. I feel like a lot of people feel like you. Uh that was it though. That was the final poll for a two wild Wednesday. All right, let's move on to entertainment and current events. Oh, yeah. wait. Oh, uh, one last thing. Shout out to the Tampa Bay Lightning for back-to-back champions. Wow. We ain't get to talk about it yet. Damn show. Damn show. Forgot about that shit. Yeah, shout out to the Tampa Bay. We are Tampa Bay. This is title town still. Uh, shout out to the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, we are hopefully, I, I think we could have a chance at the World Series again this year. So, Hopefully the Rays uh, stay on the win streak that they on. I think they won the last couple games in a row recently. And, uh, yeah, hope Tampa Bay Bucks. I hope we go back to the title this year. We we Tampa Bay right now, so I'm loving it. Shout out to the, uh, shout out to the Lightning. Y'all didn't hit the Stanley Cup, by the way. Y'all not the first team to do that. But I'm mad as hell y'all did that, trying to be some Tom Brady shit, throwing the trophy and shit. So. <laughs> bro, bro, that nigga Brady really starts everything, my nigga. <laughs> Brady does the shit, now everybody else got to do the shit. Now you fucking shit up in the process because you're not cool as Brady. It's like, that shit definitely crazy, my nigga. But shout out to the uh, the the Lightning. I went to the uh, watch party on, what, what day was that, bro? I went to the watch party. That was game three, and they won game yeah. three. Bro, that shit was crazy. That was my first time ever watching a hockey game, and that experience was so crazy. Like, it was a sold-out arena at Amelie, bro. Shit was lit. And that was my first time watching hockey, and I really think that hockey is a more enjoyable sport to watch than baseball. Like, the older I get, the more boring baseball gets. Like, that shit's so unentertaining to me. But hockey, like, the shit's so fast-paced, even though there's some stoppages here and there. It's some shit to keep up with, and it keeps you entertained more so than I feel like baseball is. And I never knew that shit until I went to the game. I agree. And whenever you get a chance, try to go to a game in person. Like, next season, if you could get at least one in-person game, definitely do that shit, bro. Hockey in person is 10 times better than what you see on TV, and watching it on TV is even great. Yeah. It's cold as fuck in there. I didn't have a jacket when I went, but it was Yeah, it's cold as fuck. It was, it was freezing, bro. It was free. I, I, obviously, you think ice hockey is going to be cold in there, but I don't know what the fuck I was thinking going there. It was just like, mm-hmm. I didn't have no jacket, no protection. I felt like a little ass kid. I had to damn near put my damn arms in my sleeve like a jit when I was going. I, I was freezing in that bitch. No, 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 no. I was freezing. But uh, let's move on to uh, entertainment and current events, bro. Let's move on to this uh, this the baby situation, man. Let's move on. Let me play the clip. What you charge for? Um, what you charge for? Um, two dollars, so mad, so hot as two hundred. I make four every day. Which, how much you want for your box? These niggas. <laughs> <laughs> You made four hundred off that, yeah, I'm and you sell them for two dollars. Yeah, and I got for so let's count. Dollars. Let's count. It's thirty-four times. Exactly. What's thirty-four times two, my boy? It ain't two hundred. <laughs> That's two. It ain't. It, huh? It ain't two 
Hey, can these niggas count? You give me one, two. What they two dollars a piece? Damn, he gave them boys two dollars. Dollar each, I ain't bet. He got you your head, man. You trying to play? I was gonna bless you anyway. You got the two hundred. Now you got two. Y'all be good. Look, look, they pissed. Look, they got me fucked up. <laughs> Bro, that, that was my first time actually watching the video. That is fucking hilarious. So they really tried to finesse that man. Say two hundred for some gushers. That's crazy. And you heard him. He was like. Bro, I was finna bless y'all anyway. I was finna get the 200 anyway, but y'all fucked it up. Y'all tried to play me. I heard he's getting backlash for this, and I don't understand why. He had a lot of people giving him backlash, bro. Bro, people was making me mad because niggas really saying, you you still should have gave them the money anyway. You you know what you was doing at that age trying to hustle people out. No, like, no. People, we got to stop being under the... um. We have to stop looking at it from a point of just because you have money, you automatically post to just bless people, whether they try you or not. So anybody that's saying he should have gained them $200, whenever somebody asks y'all for donations, y'all better be spending a bag now. Anybody that's saying any of that, y'all better be spending bags at these donation people because nobody is paying $200 for a box of gushers that two, like for two pieces of candy or whatever is like, what, $68, like $2 for a piece. You know, so nobody's paying two hundred dollars for that. I don't care if I'm a millionaire or a billionaire. You ain't finna up the price on me just because you see me <laughs> and you know it's me. And you know I got money. Like that shit, there, bro. Especially if I was finna bless you anyway. You was finna get. You was finna get probably a thousand dollars out of me anyway. Like that's stupid. That's bro. hilarious, bro. Them niggas really walked up with a couple of boxes talking about two hundred for some gushers, nigga. Like you think at, at that point, I feel like I'm disrespected at that point because nigga, you yeah. act like I never had a bought a box of gushers, my nigga. I know how much gushers cost, and you telling me two hundred. So I feel like you just walked up to my door just to disrespect me, nigga. It wasn't even that you were trying to just walk up to random niggas on the street. You uh, intentionally came to me to disrespect me and try to finesse me. That's crazy, my nigga. So I don't understand why the backlash is coming just because he has money. He's supposed to get them niggas money. No, I feel like the lesson is more valuable in this situation, bro. The lesson is way more valuable. You just can't walk up on niggas and think you finna finesse me just because I got money. That's not how the shit finna go down, my nigga. So I'm glad he stood his ground and gave them niggas $2. Like, fuck out of here, my nigga. I ain't finna give you money just because I got it. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm looking like, y'all, he still paid for shit. It could have been worse. He could have been like, I ain't finna buy shit now. Like, he still said, I'm gonna at least buy one piece of candy from y'all so y'all can at least, like, still get some type of money. You know what I'm saying? And people were saying, well, he could have taught them that lesson and still gave them the 200. Like, no, I'm not rewarding That's not a lesson. For, that's not a lesson. Like, for, <laughs> that's not a lesson because that means you gonna try it again with somebody else. Like, no, now y'all know, damn, we might fumble the bag next time trying to do this shit. Let's just be honest. Just be honest. Because if dude would have said, like, just give me 70 or 80, the baby probably would have been like, okay, cool. Because if you're selling each piece for $2, it's 34 in a pack. You know what I'm saying? Like $68. If you're telling me $80, all right, bet. you just charging me, like, what, $10 more? I'll give you 80 But this nigga said 200 Like, no, your math is way <laughs> off, sir. That shit is crazy, bro. And I've seen, like, in the backlash, I've seen a lot of people, like, trying to say that these boys can't count. That's why they ended up getting the 200. 
Like, how do y'all, these look like some teenagers. Why y'all niggas think they can't do simple math like two times 34? I know they was looking slow when he was asking them questions, but them niggas knew the simple math of how many, how much money we supposed to get off these boxes. Them niggas know. Even if you didn't, even if you didn't know the correct answer, you knew it wasn't 200. Like, you know, 34 times two ain't 200. Nah, come on. Even if you don't know the answer, shit. I don't know. The lesson, the lesson is way more about they ain't gonna try nobody like that because all of these people that are backlashing little baby will be the same people not even trying to support what the little bros got going on in the first place. So if they even came up to y'all and asked y'all for 200, what y'all saying? Hell fuck no, I ain't giving y'all niggas exactly. 200. I ain't even gonna give y'all 200. So how y'all gonna say little baby, uh the baby, yeah, give these niggas 200. Because they they supporting you or they want some money. From just cause we no. just cause we know you just cause we know you got two hundred dollars. Like no, don't do that shit to me. I hate when niggas pocket watch like that and tell you what to do with your money. Like nigga, get the fuck out of my pockets, my nigga. I don't need y'all <laughs> niggas to tell me nothing. I'm rich. I got this way because of what I'm doing. Y'all niggas stay where y'all at right now, my nigga. So that's crazy how niggas is backlashing him for that stupid shit, bro. I can't believe it, bro. That's funny as hell though. And, and Soldier Boy, Soldier Boy literally just dropped a video early today. I think he went and gave some kids some um money for free and didn't even buy their candy. He just gave them money. So I'm like, is Soldier Boy trying to, trying to troll this nigga? Yeah, is he trying saying. to troll this nigga? That's like, all he doing, bro. Soldier Boy ain't doing that on no regular Tuesday. Soldier Boy ain't doing that. He trying to show out. He definitely trying to show out, bro. I know Soldier Boy. Actually, Soldier Boy might have been the first person to ever hand out money to some random niggas on the street. No, I saw you, boy. He probably was the first nigga to do that shit. He probably was. He probably was. <laughs> All right, bro. Let's move on to the T-Pain situation. T-Pain is fed up with you rapping, niggas, bro. Let's play the clip. Do some different music. We have all the shit that you're doing. We already have it. Lil Uzi Vert is already doing it. Lil Baby is already doing it. The Baby is already doing it. It's literally two niggas with Baby in their names that's already doing all the music you want. Do something else. Do something else. That's it. That's all we want. Do something else. Holy shit. We have it. We have it already. You don't have to do that music anymore. We have the music already. We have Lil Baby. We have Da Baby. We have Lil Uzi Vert. We have Lil Yachty. We have Lil everybody. Do something else. Holy shit. All right, so I, I want to go first on this topic. I want to go first on this topic. Because, yes, I understand what he's saying about uh, do some different music. But... If you're looking up to these rappers that are rapping now, everybody is rapping the same. Why could why should I not be the one to just jump on the way? Because I know what is working. I understand like the forward thinking mentality, but I see what's working right now. And it's this type of rap style. So why would I go and do another rap style that's probably not going to hit the same as this rap style now? And now I'm just stuck in the middle because I just did some shit that niggas really wasn't fucking with. But I'm a rap about some shit and i know i'm gonna do some shit that niggas are rapping with and rapping about why am i not gonna do that same thing that's why i look at him and i'm like i understand what you're saying but if you're looking at somebody who's success successful with this with this type of music i'm gonna do that type of music because that's how he got to the position that he's in i i agree it's i see both sides of it i see his point of view of like Everything and we, we he's not the first person to say this. We've heard this several times before over the past few years. 
everything is starting to sound the same and all of that type of stuff. But I do agree. Like if you're an upcoming artist and you're like, Hey, that type of music ain't going to give me the blow, but this type of music is, I'm most likely going to try and make that kind of music, you know? So um, unless you're just, unless you're a different sound like Rod Wave, for example, Rod sounds so much different than a lot of these other rappers, but everybody ain't like Rod is a once a one in a thousand situation of sounding different actually working for you you know so i feel like i understand both sides of the coin this is what side are you gonna be on you know and what are we saying to all the generations before this because you could definitely say that for well nah you can't it's usually it's usually it's usually somebody that comes in and then change the game in the direction that is going to be for the next 10 years. And T-Pain is honestly somebody that changed the game in the direction that it's in now. So I understand his frustration because he was one of those pillars that was needed to change the game. Wayne was one of those pillars that was needed to change the game. But everybody isn't a pillar, though, bro. Everybody isn't a pillar to change the game in the directions. Most people, especially uh, during all of the years that we've seen, fall under the same trap of doing what is hot at this moment. Everybody falls under the trap. I have an era that is perfect. When hip-hop first came, everybody was sounding the same. Everybody kind of had to sound. But then again, rappers were mostly coming out of the same area at the time. But before gangster rap started around the late 80s, early 90s, hip-hop just sounded the same with a lot of artists. Yeah, you had different yeah, some different cadences, but for the most part, everybody kind of had the same flow. Everybody kind of had the same style. It wasn't too much cussing and whatnot in their raps. And then, boom, you got people like uh, Ice-T. You got people like N.W.A. You got people like, uh, you know, Tupac and all these people who are growing and just changing the way rap is. And it's like, oh, we can actually cuss the way we want to cuss when we rap. We can actually talk about money, co- money clothes holes cars and all that we it's cool though and okay to talk about that type of shit so it's groundbreaking shit like that and i totally understand t-pain did that with auto-tune it's like usher told him no that shit ain't gonna work snoop Dogg told him bro that shit is not gonna last you're actually ruining music with that shit and then now everybody uses auto-tune like to the fullest extent so i don't know who the next artist is gonna be to where it's gonna have to cause that change again but i i totally agree we're is going to have to be one or two artists that, at least in hip-hop, yeah. they're going to have to do that. That's what I'm saying. That's why I say I understand his frustration, bro, but it's like you got to understand it at the end of the day. I know that, that you're going through all of these songs in your email and everybody sound the same, but you got to understand the era that we're in right now, bro. What's hot in the streets? It ain't a lot of musical shit that's going on that's really going to intrigue you other than what Lil Baby, the Baby, and Lil, Lil Uzi Bird is doing. It's not a lot of other shit that's really going to grab your attention. So I'm going to do what's grabbing the attention at this moment. I understand like, it. I understand it. Like J. Cole said, everything's commercial and it's pop now. Trap drums, this is shit that's hot now. So it's like everybody yeah. doing it. This is the it music. This never used to be the it music, like, but it is now. So That's what I'm saying. And I don't even think it has to be like a big change in music, but just do different flows over the shit. I don't know. Over the trap beats, just do something different other than like the mumble rap type of shit. Do something different. That's probably what T-Pain was trying to get at. I understand what he was saying, but I feel like that's the the change that will have to happen. Do something different over the trap beats because the trap beats are already drawing our attention. 
Like, give us something different over the trap beats other than what we've getting from everybody else. I don't know what that is, but something just give us something different. All right, bro, let's move on to double XL freestyles. Uh, first question I wanted to say is, why are they still a thing? Because we're, uh, we're in this era, we're, we're in an era where we just talked about it. A lot of niggas that ain't really rapping for real. It's a lot of mumble rap. So we've seen over the past years, it's not a lot of good double XL freestyle. So why do we continue to do them every year? I think just to have hope and just continue to challenge artists. I feel like you can't stop challenging artists no matter how much times are changing. I feel like you still have to present that challenge of, look, we we can't let... We, I understand change is going to happen. It has to evolve. Things have to be different because every generation isn't the same. But some things you have to maintain the old way. You know, you got to keep tradition at some point with something. You know, and I feel like freestyling should never go away. Freestyling should always be an important part of hip-hop hip hop because that's what hip-hop grew up on. That's what we were given the best content with freestyling coming off the dome your pin game like that shit that should never go away it should never be a oh well that ain't what it is no more so we should just completely forget about that and go with what hip-hop is like no you gotta have some type of foundation for this type of music you know so i i, I feel nah. freestyle should never go away i think we're in a different era bro you sound like you sound like what was old boy name off yasuke bro nigga was always talking about the old way you sound like that old nigga that was trying to betray Yasuke. You definitely sound like that nigga. <laughs> but uh, nah, I think it should definitely change, though, bro, because we're just in a different era. It's not based on the freestyles that can get your name out there. That's not what's cool no more. Nobody freestyling, for real. We just but writing down a lot of these niggas got writers. That's going with what T-Pain talking about to a certain extent. Like, shit, it's a, like, it's a change in the different. era. It's the era change. Like, I can't do shit from a past era when it doesn't work for this era. And it's not elevating. It's not elevating our artists at all. I feel like Double XL should be meant to elevate. And it's not elevating a lot of these artists that are being put on these covers. It's not. I feel like only a couple uh, of people I heard had a good Double XL freestyle. Everybody else sounded the same, was doing the other shit, just trying to pass along 30 seconds to a minute. Like, it's... What are we doing? <laughs> We're wasting time. Like niggas don't know how to freestyle for real, because that's not where they grew up on. We did, niggas didn't grow up on freestyles no more like they did in the nineties and early two thousands. Niggas grew up just hearing a flow and just riding the beat with whatever the fuck they say, and that's just not the same. I don't know. I, f- I feel like some things, some things should change. If flows change, if cadences change, if like waves change, okay, that's understandable. But just the fundamentals of freestyling and knowing how to write even if you don't write at least knowing how to write i feel like those are two things that should just never go away because what what are you gonna like i don't know when you're teaching hip like us later in life and these future artists later in life when you're telling the history of hip-hop and telling what you contributed and who you learned from like what are you gonna say for your era like yeah we ain't really know how to freestyle and all that, but hey, but it was the mumble era though. I feel like niggas, you have to use context with a lot of these, a lot of these eras. But you got to. They don't context. like to be called mumble rappers. They don't like to be called mumble rappers, but they don't want to do the old way either. The, the, so it's the, the, it's the, the mumble. It's, it's, it's mumble rap slash slash trap, and that's going to be known as. I feel like context has to be put on this type of era. You just can't say this is the freestyle era. I feel like context has to be put around it. Like it, that just wasn't the vibe bro, in 2010 to 2021. Like that just wasn't it. Like we ain't had a good freestyle since I don't forgot when the last good freestyle was like 2014, maybe 
if I'm remembering correctly. But everybody else sounded the same. I remember when Uzi Vert did his, Yachty did his. It was just like, what are these niggas doing up here, bro? Like, them niggas is fire and they own right. But freestyling just isn't going to elevate them. Like, why are we seeing this? You know what I'm saying? They could have wrote one. They could have wrote one. I'm, I don't even judge. It's a freestyle because freestyle they're trying to go to the, with the, tra- the, the traditions. So they're not going to write shit down if it's called a freestyle or a freestyle. No, but you, you can write a freestyle down, bro. That's what I'm saying. You can go off the dome, which is even more respected, or you can at least, if you know for a fact that you just really can't do that shit, I'd rather you write some shit. And don't give us some shit that's already a song. Like, write some shit that you just mm-hmm. will never release as a freestyle and just do that shit. I would much rather respect that than just you going up there saying some bullshit because you're trying to freestyle. If you know, if you're practicing and you know you just can't do that shit, that's understandable, but at least write some shit. They're not even trying to do that. They're not trying to maintain some respect to the culture of it, and that's what does be bothering me sometimes. Like, Coyle Ray, that shit was terrible. Like, I, I can't go for that, bro. Because the they did like two freestyles, like they did their um, you know, like they did their solo shit on um, when the camera was mm-hmm. rotating around them. When she did that, that shit was actually pretty good because she wrote that shit down. You know what I'm saying? With that, she still could have wrote some shit down and just did it over the beat. I wouldn't have been mad at that because it's like, hey, even though you ain't off the dome freestyle, you respected the game enough to know I can't come out here and just say some bullshit and just try to ride the flow. Like, no, like, don't don't do that shit, bro. Don't do that shit. That that is what is accepted now, bro. Uh, over the past years, that shit is not respected, bro. So we, I can't be mad at her for doing what she did because the past few years has been just like that. A lot of a lot of bad ones. A lot of bad ones where niggas just saying whatever just to get the fuck out of there. We never seen nobody twerk together. That was kind of crazy. Trying to distract everybody. But, hey, it is what it is in this era, bro. It is what it is. Niggas don't give a fuck about freestyling. Bro. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just getting old now. I'm, I'm just getting old. That's <laughs> All right, man. Let's move on to the uh, – let's move on to Candace Parker in the NBA 2K covers. Uh, first off, shout out to Candace Parker. She is the first woman to ever grace a cover of NBA 2K. Shout out to her. And the other people that will be on the 2K cover will be uh, Luka Doncic, Kareem, Dirk, and also uh, Kevin Durant. So shout out to everybody. But the story is Candace Parker. And I feel like a lot of things are changing with the WNBA. We just seen Brianna Stewart. I think was the, the the second woman to ever get a signature shoe deal. And now we see that a woman is actually gracing a cover of NBA 2K. The, 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 the WNBA, I'm seeing a shift now. It happened this year, but I'm seeing a shift in the popularity of the sport. And I like what I'm seeing. I totally agree. And this is the 75th. 2k game if i'm not mistaken so what a great way to um make history you know not only are you gracing the uh cover of 2k for the first time for a WNBA player but excuse me you're doing it on an anniversary at that so i feel like they're definitely getting more eyes on them now we talked about this i am athlete talked about this 
just give them the audience and i promise the shit will work from there and that's what's happening now they're getting the audience with the gaming they're getting the audience with the shoe deals and the commercials now like i'm loving what they're doing with the WNBA. this shit is great the next biggest thing is just trying to present their draft night a lot better and trying to get them get their games more coverage from a marketing standpoint they're doing a lot better with outside um off the court shit but now it's time to bring that um attendance and viewers to on the court so the draft and uh viewership those are the next two biggest things that they need to conquer whoa can you make like a WNBA um player like like my player on 2k yeah you can do I, that I now so. you can make a woman player I, I think so i wouldn't be surprised if not that's that's terrible by now <laughs> i'm pretty sure you can though i'll say you got a woman on the game like that should definitely be an option yeah i was say that that's definitely because i was trying to look it up but i couldn't see it i think they have women they, like wnba players though they they put wnba players on the last one if i'm not mistaken yeah but i didn't see like no my player i think my players were still like dudes so I don't know if it switched mm. to like my players actually being like women at all. So I, I hope so. They put they put her on the cover, so I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Let's move on to the return of MTV Cribs. It has been around for 20 years at this point, and it is returning for a reboot in 2021. If y'all boys was around in the early 2000s when that shit was really lit. When 50 Cent, Wayne, and Snoop Dogg was really coming on MTV Cribs and showing y'all niggas the Cribs, man, that was a legendary time period, bro. That was a legendary time period. And it is coming. It is coming back, bro. So how, it, how do you feel about this? 50 Cent shit was so hard, bro. <laughs> like 50 <laughs> shit was 50 shit was one of the hardest shits I ever seen. I ain't even gonna. That lie was the hardest you, one. But I, I'm very excited. Uh, I think August 11th is when it comes back. I think I think so, I think they um, already recorded everybody too. I think Big Sean gonna be on here, Martha Stewart, mm-hmm. uh Jojo Siwa. I got the article, but like uh, people like that though. Yeah, I'm definitely excited because hey, it's been a while since I even watched this shit. You know what need to come back though for real, for real? Pimp my ride. Hey, Pimp my ride needs down, to come nigga. back. I wrote that shit down. <laughs> Pimp my ride needs to come back, bro. It has to, especially with the way like on um, all these rappers and athletes shout out to Devin Booker because he be pulling up in old school shit now especially the way all these entertainers are like going back to the old school vibe of like having old school cars and shit Pit my ride will snap so hard with this shit oh my god but you know what Pit my ride fucked up with bro they didn't do a good service to the people that cars were actually being pimped like bro it's yeah. so many horror stories of the people that actually got their car uh, cars pimped and they didn't like the way it was pimped and it took so long to actually get their car back it was so much bullshit that happened to the people that actually got their cars pimped that i don't think that they will bring it back the car i mean the setup of the show was dope and the finished product of the car looked dope but a lot of times that car didn't move after a couple of days because so much electricity was powered through the TVs and the fish tanks that was in the car on some wild shit. So I don't know if they will bring it back from a logistics standpoint, but from like a nostalgia standpoint, it's like bring that nigga exhibit back too while we at it. Bring that nigga exhibit. For real. <laughs> and we need all of that shit back, bro. I would love that type of energy, bro. Especially with all the bullshit that we've been seeing, like like a lot of bullshit MTV putting on, like we're getting like 24 hours of ridiculousness. We got a sprinkler of wild and out. We need something different, bro. I'm glad that we finally get in uh MTV then, cribs, but we need pit my ride. 
you might get white chicks or next Friday here. And there. <laughs> it's always and a movie. It. It's always a movie at eight o'clock. It's always a movie at eight o'clock. <laughs> and so, and so we need to change that shit up, bro. So I'm glad they're actually trying to reboot these shows, bro. Pit my ride would be lit though, bro. It would be lit. For I want to know what how far you can take cars um compared to what you did back in the day. Like how crazier can you do cars now? Because back then you had spinners, you had hey. the new TVs on the inside. Like, what you doing to cars now? Here, here's how they can fuck the game up. It don't gotta just be cars no more, bro. Pimp my ride can be anything. You got a little yacht that you want to pimp, pimp that shit out. You got a <laughs> you got a uh, you, you got a scooter or or a motorcycle that you want to try and pimp. Do that, bro. They could take this shit so far, bro, with the way shit is now. Yo, you got a private jet that you want to pimp out? Pimp my ride, bro. I promise you, pimp my ride. You sound like rich folks. You sound like rich folks. This this usually happens bro. to the normal the normal person. The pimp but my this ride. is why more this is why more people will watch though because if you get celebrities to get on pimp my ride, this shit might get taken serious uh... for real. Like they might not make no bullshit ass car that might not work after a couple. Like no, they might actually pimp your shit. Imagine if you get Virgil Abloh mixed with exhibit if you got virgil on pimp my ride and he give you a, a um a off-white redo of the inside of yo bro come on bro that should have be hard bro <laughs> they better not steal our idea because that shit was hard that I just came up that shit that shit that's a good bro that should they should definitely do that shit i want to see it back again bro i want to see it back bro i want to see exhibit damn how old is exhibit exhibit gotta be like 60 and he, he he ain't too old where he can't do it he'll be okay Hold on, I, I, now I'm curious. Now I'm curious. Exhibit. <laughs> he's probably like 50. Hey. He's probably about 50. Damn. Hold on, give me one second. That nigga is 48. Damn, he ain't even 50. That nigga, that damn. Good. So he was doing that shit when he was 20? Oh, 28. About 20 okay. something. Yeah. Yeah, he was 20. Okay, that made more sense. Okay. All right, man, let's move on to Past the Ox, man. What you got for Song of the Week? Uh, song of the week. Let me see. Let me see. It's right here at the top. Oh, I'm gonna go. With, uh, I'm gonna go with my girl Bia. Whole lot of money remix with Nicki Minaj. I love that shit. I love the song by itself, but then Nicki got on it. That's wifey. So it's a whole lot of money <laughs> in this motherfucker. And I got uh, Stand the Rain by G Herbo. Man, I fuck with that new album. I, ain't I do fuck too. With her, I fuck with that 25. album, bro. I, bro, I used to be a huge fan of Herb. Like, he was my second favorite rapper for a long time behind Cole. And after he dropped that Southside project, and when he was rapping all them offbeat shits, I, I really wasn't fucking with it. But I'm finally getting back into that G Herbo flow. And this album, beautiful. Love this shit, my nigga. I, Love that shit. So I'm I wouldn't, back put, in the Herb it, I wouldn't put it over PTSD, but it, it's definitely, it was Yeah, good. I ain't listening to none good. of that. I ain't listening to none of that. What? You ain't listen nah. to PTSD? You tripping. Nah, bro, when, when did when did when did Southside come out? Southside came out in 2018. Cause that's when I stopped listening to him. I thought it was 2017. Man. No, Humble Beast came out in 2017. Cause Humble Beast is probably my Ooh. favorite horror project. Okay. Humble Beast is probably my favorite horror project. So that's when I that's when I was still like fucking with that nigga. Then Southside came out and I wasn't fucking with Southside. And I was like, he gonna he gonna keep doing this shit off Southside. So I was like, nah, let me just stop now before I, I get my feelings hurt starting to fuck with this nigga. But he going mm -hmm. back to the old Herb and I fuck with it. But the young Herb is still the best Herb, though. When he was dropping the Pistol P project and all that shit, that's probably my favorite Herb. But yeah, Humble Beast, I love that shit. And uh, uh, movie and show reviews. What we got coming up, bro? 
Uh, like you said earlier, we got to record Loki tomorrow, so y'all um be on the lookout for our Loki drop tomorrow season finale. Uh, what else we got to do? Uh, we did Black Widow recently. Make sure y'all go check that out. Uh, I just watched the Tomorrow War today, so make sure um we got to make sure and do that for y'all. Uh, Space Jam comes out this weekend, so we're gonna go watch hey, Space Jam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hopefully Space we had that by. Hopefully we had that probably by the beginning or the middle of next week. Most likely, um, and have y'all been watching that Fear Street? Have y'all been watching that Fear Street trilogy, bro? Because I'm no, Fear Street, I gotta start this weekend. Fear Street, bro. And y'all also give us suggestions as well for uh, what y'all want us to review. But Fear Street trilogy, bro. I'm gonna talk about it when we review it, bro. But that's one of the most confusing, not confusing from like a, a understanding standpoint, but from like a good or bad standpoint like it's too in between for me sometimes they do some fire shit sometimes they do some some garbage shit i'm like this is one of the stupidest shits i've ever seen but yeah we gotta do high on the hall too high on the hall that's another one we gotta do that one soon too i gotta start watching that too bro so we got a lot of shit coming up bro so definitely fuck with us and i also wanted to talk about the lovecraft emmy noms because them niggas got canceled but they got all these Emmy nominations. They got 18 Emmy nominations, my nigga. But the shit got canceled? And How does now that you make see sense? What I told you last week. You know I got it got too black, bro. It was getting way too black. There's no way you got 18 Emmy noms. You got all the ratings that you have for it. You got all the positive feedback you have from it. But y'all canceling? And it just so happens that it leaked that y'all was going to be running the country in season two, bro, they had to cut that shit. Warner Brothers and HBO, they had to cut that shit, bro. They had to cut that. That's wild, bro. Shout out to Love Cab Country. Shout out to Jonathan Majors. I seen my nigga today in uh in Loki, man. Shout out to my nigga, man. Shout he, to he finna be getting thing. that Marvel bag now, though. He, he finna be getting that Marvel bag. Hey, that's if we keep it in the bean, that's probably why we ain't getting season two. Because that nigga like, I'm getting this Marvel bag. Do I need to do Love Crab Country? He don't need to do love country no more. I, I feel like he could have did both. I don't know. I'm gonna just I'm gonna be that black person that's a, that's to say huge, why you can't do both. That's a huge character. That's a that's it a huge is. character in Kang though. So you're gonna be in a lot it of is. shit. So I'm like, damn, he's just cool with it, like just doing the Marvel shit. Because wasn't Tick dead anyway? They didn't even have to bring back Tick. Damn near. Oh yeah, he, they died. have to bring him back. Oh yeah. Tick so died. I'm damn sure I ain't. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't letting <laughs> out. Nah. But yeah, I, I feel like Tick would have to had have had to come back though. Would the show have been the same without Tick? Maybe for an episode or two, but not for the whole season. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, but shout out to Lovecraft Country though, man. Wish them all the success. That's crazy though. And also, Wu Tang returns, boy. I'm so excited for this shit. If you guys do not know about the Wu Tang saga that is on Hulu, that show is lit. Y'all need to watch season one. That shit was lit. Season two is coming in September. I have been waiting for season two for so long. I forgot when season one came out. I want to say it was like 2019, but the it shit is lit. It talks about it talks about the Wu-Tang Clan, how they came up, man, and how they got to where they are in the, at this point uh, in their lives right now, bro. I love it. Y'all need to get on this shit, bro. I don't know if we're going to review the shit, but it's an enjoyable show to watch, bro, and I love it. We we can definitely review it. Definitely, I'm I'm gonna make sure I watch season one because the shit look lit. I didn't have Hulu in 2019, so that's the only reason I ain't watch it. And then I forgot about it during 2020 because the pandemic and there was no season two, so it wasn't crossing my mind. 
Yeah, bro, but definitely shout out to Wu Tang, bro. I'm so happy that this shit returns. Hey, and shout out to Lex too, bro. Me and Lex, every episode we talk about damn <laughs> Wu Tang, bro. So I'm glad me and my dog can watch that as a family once again in season two. All right, bro, you got anything else before we get out of here? Uh, no, nah, that's it. All right, bro, you can hit it with the social media. Y'all can follow us on Twitter at QE Podcast One. You can follow us on Instagram at QANDE Podcast. You can follow and like our Facebook page and subscribe to us on YouTube at Q and Sign E Podcast. On YouTube, be sure to click the notification bell so you can see anytime we drop new episodes. And our email, QANDE Podcast at gmail.com for any business inquiries, questions, or concerns. Yes, and subscribe to all of our podcast platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube, Q and Sign E Podcast, and also subscribe to my YouTube. Just type in Quincy Hicks into the search bar and definitely subscribe. Also, shout out to all the Facebook love, bro. I think we just got over 300 followers on Facebook. Shout out to everybody that's been showing love uh, on all of our social medias, Twitter, Instagram. It's love all around, so definitely appreciate that. Man, if you're watching this, man, definitely share it, man, so Everybody can get a replay. Everybody can see the Q&A podcast, but we definitely appreciate y'all, bro. Let's clap it up. 300 followers on Facebook, bro. That, that's definitely, love, my bro. nigga. And that definitely For has real. to be applauded, bro. We wouldn't be here without you guys, so definitely appreciate it. Uh, and we out. Peace.